Hi, welcome to our podcast, She Inspires. This is a podcast created to inspire community, connection, empowerment, and courage. It's designed for women who are committed to standing tall, living bravely, dreaming big, and celebrating life fully. My name is Haley. And I'm Gina Marie. We're so excited you're listening. We are so excited to be here today, and we have a special guest with yes. us via Skype. Yeah, coming in, Miss Maris. You want to say hello? Hi, everyone. We're so happy that you're here with us. So Maris connected with us on Instagram, mm-hmm. and so we actually, for the first time, just saw her face and <laughs> her virtual face in real life. Oh, no. So we're so excited, Maris. Is it correct that I or we? commented one of your pictures and then you sent us a message I think so I remember I just I stumbled across your page somehow and and I just loved every single thing that you guys were posting and I think I sent you guys a message and was just like how do I get involved with you people because I love you and I love what you're doing yes we're so glad you messaged us you know what's so interesting what I've um seen and been created is the Instagram community and like the virtual Mm -hmm. community is such a interesting powerful way to connect with people because Maris I like agree with everything you said like I already love you Mm -hmm. I don't even know you and I love you like I'm like I love this girl (laughs) I feel the same way about you guys it's you you start to feel like you know someone because they share all these little bits of their lives and you have to remind yourself that like you might know everything about one person, but they might not know anything about you and it can make conversations a little strange at first. Right. It's like, oh, I saw you did this and this and this. And people are like, did I tell you that? Yeah. Like, you. <laughs> Maybe not. And I saw it. <laughs> I saw all of it. <laughs> so Maris was so brave to message us. And then we were able to connect. And she interviewed us mm-hmm. for her amazing blog posts, Everyday Goddesses. Mm-hmm. And we've just been so inspired by the movement that you're creating. And we would love for you to share your story. I just have to say, too, before Maris goes into that, we were blown away by the blog post you wrote. Yes. It was beautiful and eloquently written and um, showed so much of our personalities and what we were out to create in the world. So I just really want to acknowledge you for that and for reaching out and for taking that on for us because we were, I mean, Gina and I were both in tears. We were like, (laughs) it's so good. (laughs) Well, I mean, most of it was your guys' writing, which was amazing. Sometimes I'll, like, reach out to people to be a part of the, the like, series, and they'll send me, like, four sentences. And I'm like, you got to – there's more to you than that. You've got yeah. to show yourself in the best light. Yeah. But you guys rolled with it, and I loved everything you guys did. You made it easy. Oh, well, thank you. And, yes, we want to hear – that's, you know, one of the main things we want to hear is – well, a first is, like, your story. We want to hear your story, and we want to, to get – your story out even yeah, more. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know all of your stories. So I am, I'm sitting over here eager and yes. ready, ready to listen. Okay. So, uh, where do I start? I think I, so when I was about 12, I started really struggling with mental health. I'd always dealt with anxiety and depression and it kind of culminated into an eating disorder when I was 14. And I ended up being hospitalized my freshman year of high school. And from there, I was looking for something to kind of pull me up from the ashes and, and give my life a newfound sense of purpose. And I 
like stumbled into a yoga studio that had just opened in Walnut Creek and I found yoga and it changed my life. I developed a really strong connection with the owner of the studio, Jenny Wendell, and she kind of became my mentor and she put me through teacher training when I was 15 turning 16. And from there, it, it kind of took over my life. I, I have a teacher, Jessica Micheletti, who says, um, yoga will ruin your life. And I think it's <laughs> totally true because once you get a taste for yoga, like mm-hmm. nothing else compares. All of a sudden, you know what it's like to feel authentic and you know what it's like to be encouraged to do what feels best to you. Yeah. And you can't settle for anything less. And so I, I really wanted that feeling that I had gotten from yoga and I wanted to share it with other people. And I was doing that through my teaching and I realized that I had a kind of a second love, which was writing. And so I just started writing a blog that nobody read. <laughs> I think my mom read it for the first like six months. And uh, somewhere along the line, CNN picked it up and they did a cute little story. Cute little story. They did a nice, really, really wonderful story about me. <laughs> CNN. Um, it was very flattering. <laughs> and um, and it, it got kind of got distributed from there. And I met really wonderful, incredible people through it. And now I'm just kind of seeing where it takes me, trying to use my blog as a platform in any way that I can and, and connect with people in real life through my teaching. And I'm just feeling it out as I go along. You know, I love that, Maris, because what it is, is you were committed to making a difference, even if it was just for your mom. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like you decided that this was something that was important to you and you were going to share it. And that, um, and it's something that Gina Maria has spoken to actually about love your belly movement is um, she has said, you know, I don't, I, if this, if, if this doesn't impact anyone else, I'm okay with that because it's impacting me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like we've talked about how this movement has been healing for us. Yeah. And it's been something that's been so powerful and profound for the two of us right. that it, it, um, it's something that we've committed to doing and committed to keep growing mm-hmm. regardless, even like with this podcast, if we have one listener or none, that it is something we're committed to continuing to create. Right. Yeah. No, we are, that's what we're up to. And we have talked many times about what about if it doesn't get out or what about if people don't want to receive it? Because it is, it it is a conversation that's not talked about a lot about really, truly embracing your body, loving your body, accepting your body. And then all of the things that, um, that are underneath it all too. Like the not so cute yeah, stuff like that the, comes the, with the, it. Yeah, the stuff that's that's scary and the stuff that can be a little dark. And I know one of the things that has been so remarkable about this whole experience for us is, when, especially when you were having us do your interview and your blog post, I wrote things in that blog post that I have never even said out loud and things that I've never even really come to terms with. I mean, I knew that I was really strange with my eating and I finally came to terms with the fact that I definitely have suffered with disordered eating and it was hard for me to get it out. And it wasn't until you gave me an opportunity 
to speak about it and share. And through the support of Love Your Belly Movement and through the support of you and Haley, like it's really something that now I'm able to see and I'm able to heal from. And it's been really, really powerful for me. I think I think that's what's so important about what you you both are doing with the with the movement and with your teachings is that like by acknowledge even acknowledging the fact that so many women have such a really deep emotional relationship with just the appearance of their stomach like that's giving women permission to acknowledge like oh I struggle with that and it's not weird and it's not a shameful thing and it's okay to talk about it and to delve into why I'm experiencing these emotions mm-hmm. because there's there's this whole culture around around degrading yourself and this whole culture around having a negative view of yourself mm-hmm. and and what you guys are doing is is flipping it and saying no, it's okay to openly say that I love myself and it's okay to openly acknowledge that I want to feel empowered and good about myself while at the same time giving them permission to say, like, maybe I'm not always okay all the time, but as a whole, I want to strive towards feeling empowered and and completely accepting of myself. Yeah, absolutely. And we, um, I don't know if you know this, well, I believe you do because you did our interview in our blog post. <laughs> Haley and I met during yoga teacher training. So when you speak about the way yoga changed your life, I mean, it's disrupted my life in more ways than one. Uh, <laughs> yes, best yoga possible has way. absolutely ruined my life. <laughs> I spend all my time now yes. at yoga. And yeah. so uh, we can relate to that 100%. And mm-hmm. like you were saying, ruined it in the best way possible. It is... Um, all consuming in the best way. And my, uh, there is a hashtag that we should start using. It's like hashtag. It's all yoga. Mm -hmm. Like it's all yoga. It's so much more than my, um, asana practice and what I get on the mat. It then moves into every part of my life. And I am, I can confidently say that I'm a different human than I was before yoga. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, definitely. It's, I, well, I think they like they trap you with the asana, right? Like you come thinking like I want to get flexible, I want to get strong, yeah. and all of a sudden you realize that like you're crying on your mat, going like I didn't even know that I had problems with self acceptance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I thought I just came here to stretch my hamstrings. That's so mm-hmm. true. So much more. Well, and I love it. One of my favorite things, um, and I know I'm not the only one that experiences this because I've had other yoga teachers express the same thing that. One of my favorite things is after class when students come up to me and they're like, it was like you were speaking directly (laughs) to me. Like, how did you know what was going on with me today that you spoke so powerfully, like to my soul and to my Mm -hmm. core? And I, you know, and I always tell them it's because I'm also speaking to myself Yes, and that Mm -hmm. we are all connected and so that we're all related. And you talking about your blog and our podcast and our in both of our Instagram accounts, it's just another medium and an avenue to share and to communicate and connect with people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We love that. And so I guess what we're curious about is, is how has this journey that you've been on to find self love and self acceptance, how have you been able to bring that to your teaching and give that tool to your students? You know, I think just like you were saying, there's always going to be those students who say, like, how did you know what I was going through? 
And my teachers have spoken to that and basically said, like, we exist in a collective space. Mm -hmm. You know, what you're going through, someone else is going through, and someone else is feeling that, and they're reacting to that. And I I know that we're all, like, special snowflakes, and we all have our beautiful, unique lives, and that's amazing. But I think sometimes we think that we're so special, no one else has gone through what we're going through. Mm -hmm. And we get stuck in that, and we think, oh, I'm the only person who feels this way. I must be the only person who feels X, Y, Z. And I, I think when I teach, I try to shift into like the opposite mode of that and basically just try to pretend that everyone in that room knows what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And if, if even if they haven't personally experienced it, someone they know is experiencing it and now they'll know how to better connect with that person. Or maybe they've experienced it in the past and they never delved into why they felt that way. And so I, the, the theme of my studio is fearlessly authentic. That was the theme of my teacher training, the theme of our whole community. And I I really think that that's what I try to emulate when I teach is I'm not going to walk into that room and pretend that I have everything figured out. I'm not going to pretend that I I know all the answers or that I know how to live a perfect life, but I am going to authentically show up to every single class and say, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm doing. And let's just move and breathe and try to feel it out together. Mm -hmm. Because I think, I think it's a collective process. I don't, I don't try to get too stuck into the, the role of teacher and then the role of student, right. if that makes sense. Yeah. So you living it out and mm-hmm. being a space for people to find self-discovery and acceptance and love. And I mean, that's, that's remarkable. That's- and what I hear in that too, is that right, you're relatable and you're real and you're authentic. And in my experience at the end of the day, that for me is what's most important. Right. Not only in my teachers, but in my relationships with people and anywhere I go is that is what I want to be the example of and the embodiment of is, you know, is authenticity and rawness and realness that creates connection. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what love your belly is all about. It's like, here's my belly and all its rawness and realness. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly as it should be right now. Mm-hmm. And that my, you know, and that I can accept it and love it. And just let it all hang out at any time, <laughs> just as I will my personality and my teaching or who I am when I meet a new person is that's what's going to create connection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, in ahead. that way, the way that you guys are, are framing the belly is it's just a microcosm for life. Like, mm-hmm. this is what it is, and this is what I've got to work with, and let's just love it. Why not? You know, like, I think it was like Ellen DeGeneres has that quote that's like, my life is perfect even when it's not. Mm. And I think like we keep like waiting, like we're waiting to be happy when everything's solved and we're, we're waiting to be happy until we look this way or we have this credential or, or whatever. And, and I think what you guys are encouraging with your movement is like, let's just be happy now with what we have. And that doesn't mean we can't change. It just means that we need to be happy every step along the way. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And it's, um, And it's a choice to love. And it's not always one that seems easy, I don't think. And and in my experience and in my past, it certainly hasn't been. And and yet it can be simple and it can be a simple choice that we make every day to wake up and choose love or choose acceptance even. Like it's starting with accepting and starting with accepting all of us and all of myself as I am to then be on the path that leads to love. Yeah. Mm. Love that. I was, I was listening to a podcast Maris that you were on 
and you were speaking about your recovery and I found it so fascinating. You were speaking about how when you were in the hospital, how they focused primarily on your body, healing your body. And then I, I, I believe you said that once you left the hospital, you, your mind was just like racing and you, 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 your body had been fully healed, but yet your mind and your soul weren't yet. And I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about that, because I found that so, I, I found it so raw and so real. And because I could totally see where that would happen, where you would go somewhere and they would quote unquote, like fix you the part of you that needs to be fixed. And then there's parts that the, the healing doesn't get to. And I think it's so remarkable that you were, you noticed that, and then you were able to find ways to heal your mind and your soul and your heart. And I just love to hear more about that. Well, first of all, thank you for asking that because I think that's a big part of eating disorder recovery that isn't talked about. And I I love every opportunity I get to to share my experience on it. But, um, you know, when I went, I always say like the the hospital kept me kind of artificially alive. Like it kept my body alive, but it it did nothing for my spirit. And, you know, a big part of that is, is how we understand mental illness and how we understand eating disorders. Um, I'm a psychology student at as a freshman, a psychology student, so I don't, I don't know everything, but, but what I have learned is that it's a very, very young science, and we really, we don't understand how mental illness works. We have a pretty good idea of symptoms and, like, symptom management, but as far as the inner workings of what causes mental illness and how to effectively treat it, we're still kind of figuring that out, and... And, you know, if you think about it, it's kind of just easier to symptom treat. And what we see the symptoms of anorexia nervosa being is, well, they're underweight. And because of that, they have a low heart rate and they have low blood pressure. And we just got to fix that. So the easiest thing to do is, okay, sit in bed for three to four weeks or as long as it takes and eat a ton of food and don't move too much. And while that's all well and good for fixing the symptom of being underweight, it doesn't do a whole lot for your relationship with food. Um, largely because there's no empowerment involved. You're having all your choices made for you. You have no say in the food that you're eating. You don't feel empowered to shift your relationship with food at all. And, and you know, how as far as how to change that, I don't have an answer. Um, you know, there's inpatient treatments where people go for long periods of time, but it's kind of the same format. Like, we're going to put food in front of you, and then you eat it, and then stay here until you feel good about it. And that doesn't really work for a lot of people. And so I think I think that what we really need to shift to is more of an empowerment of, of patients to directly address their relationship with food in a more positive way. Uh, and I see a lot of it being with our kind of disconnect from food in general, just in our in our culture, in our society. How, you know, so many people, they'll, they'll, when they eat, it's like grabbing a granola bar on the way to work and eating it in the car really fast or just grabbing something on the way to work and not thinking about it. And, you know, it didn't used to be that way. Like, not too long ago, we sat down, we enjoyed meals as a family, we cooked all of our food, we grew a large portion of our food by ourselves. And I think that all of that, that disconnect and that, that loss of mindfulness is what can really contribute to these unhealthy relationships with food that so many people experience. 
But uh, none of that is to say that, you know, one of those is the answer or one of those is the reason for an eating disorder. But I think it all comes down to mindfulness and an intentional awareness to what's going on in our bodies and what's going on in our relationships uh, with food and with people and with otherwise. And I think that's why so many people who have disordered eating turn to yoga because yoga bridges that gap. It, It wants you to be intentional and it wants you to be mindful and at first you're mindful about how you move your body and then you're mindful about how you speak to yourself and then you're mindful of how you speak to others and then you're mindful of your food and it just, it goes and it goes and it goes and it goes until all of a sudden your whole life has this new intention behind it. And I think that's what's largely missing in the way that we're treating these disorders currently. Yeah. Yeah, what I hear in that too, Max, which I think is great, is that it's a holistic healing process. A holistic recovery and our modern day medicine has not yet taken that approach yet. And I agree. I think that's why yoga, I know that's why I've been so drawn to yoga because I do feel even through the asana practice that I do get a holistic approach to even my exercise. It's like I get a whole body exercise that then encompasses also breath and drishti and like a moving meditation And every single part of my body gets worked in a way that I have not yet to find in a different form of exercise, Mm -hmm. at least to the extent that I get in yoga. And so what you're speaking to in, um, within healing and for people with very severe eating disorders to people who simply have some disordered eating and all, all through that spectrum is it's not a simple, it's like you don't just fix like the broken arm It's you have to look at the whole body mm-hmm. and the mind right. and the soul and then, and take it on as a, a whole. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I completely agree. And it's so, I, I'm just so inspired by how open you are and how, how well thought out your responses are. And I mean, you've, you've, but really like you've been through, you've been through a lot and it's, it's remarkable. It really is remarkable and it should be acknowledged with how much work I know that you must Mm -hmm. have done and you're doing. And that's something also that, that I'm working on personally with myself is just acknowledging the work that I've done, acknowledging the work that I'm doing um, so that I can feel really good about my body and feel really good about the progress that I've made. And I mean, it's been, it's, it's a whole experience and it it takes time and it takes a lot of patience and forgiveness. I mean, forgiveness has been a real key in, in my, my own journey. Um, because as Haley and I've talked about this a lot, I am a control freak and, um, I've just now really coming to realize it and I'm, I'm 30. So I'm just not coming to realize it. And so lately I've just been super, super aware or, or trying to be aware of, of my way of being and like my actions and yoga has taught me that mm-hmm. yoga teaches me that on the mat every day. I'm able to see myself in um, my truest form on the mat, good and bad and everything in between. <laughs> Maris, Gina Marie, literally, we got out of Shavasana and I sit up and she looks at me and she goes, I had a realization. <laughs> and I was like, what? And she goes, I'm a control freak. <laughs> <laughs> I just got it. 
It's you and me both. You and me both. <laughs> I know. So it's it's been remarkable to, to now voice that, just like how I voiced my disordered eating and then learning how to live from that. You know, where do I go next? What's the, the next step for my journey? Um, and being real and authentic with myself and my experiences so that I can share and connect with other people. You're so right. But it's so important to just to just say it. And like, if you look at like my Instagram bio, it, it doesn't say like recovering anorexic. It says recovering pessimist and perfectionist. Yes. Because it's like if you yes. spend time around me, you'll know you'll know that I have an eating disorder. Like you know that that's a part of my story. But like I need to be upfront with you. I'm really pessimistic. I don't look on the bright side naturally, mm-hmm. and I'm a total perfectionist. Like I want everything to be in a perfect line, and I freak out if it doesn't. Yes. And I need to be honest about that. Mm. And isn't yoga like the ultimate humbler at that? <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> Through all the poses, it really is. It's been such a learning experience for me. And that's why I come back to it over and over again. Like I, just, I remember I like the first time I was in an, in an asana class and, and one of my teachers said something like, how you react to these poses is how you react in real life. Mm-hmm. So if you're holding a pose and you're thinking, I can't do this, I can't do this, and you immediately give up, that's how you'll react in real life. Totally. Or if you grit your teeth and say, I'm going to get through this whether or not I get an injury just to say I did it, that's how you'll react in real life. And I was sitting there, or I was in whatever pose, like gritting my teeth, yes. thinking like, I'm going to do this perfectly. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden I was like, oh, I get it now. Mm-hmm. I know. I actually just taught a class on this. I have been told this a million times throughout my life. And I just heard it in a different way. And it was a podcast I was listening to of a teacher from L.A., and she said she starts her class every day the same way. She comes into the room and she says, you are not here to be perfect. And it just like hit me. And like a million light bulbs went off in my brain. Because when I, in my past, when I show up on my yoga mat, it is to be perfect. Yeah. And it was just hugely, I mean, it was life-changing for me to realize that this is not the place where I, I this is the place where I can be anything I want. And Perfect is not what I want. There's so much pressure and stress and anxiety around perfect, and it's an illusion. So it was just really, really amazing for me. And then being able to teach from that place was was just really powerful. That's incredibly powerful it was, to me. It was awesome. I know. I, I kind of want to re-listen to that podcast every <laughs> single day. Yeah, what podcast was that? Can I'm you gonna share? Send it to you. I'm going to send it to you. It was amazing. Like it was, it was so good. She had such good insight. And one, the other thing she said is that when she starts to get in a class and she gets in her head, which I know we can all relate to about whether someone's in the class that you, um, that is another teacher at the studio or the owner of the studio, or even just somebody that's practiced that you really admire that Mm -hmm. instead of getting in your head about wanting to prove to them that you're such an amazing teacher coming from a place of service, like I'm here to Mm -hmm. serve you. And that was like, a a million light bulbs too. I was like, wow, how powerful to come into a room and know this is, again, I know it's not about me and I'm here for you. Like I'm here to serve you. I'm here to allow you to have, um, I fall in love with yoga the way that I fall in love with yoga, you know? So I'll send it to you, Maris. (laughs) (laughs) I need to listen to this like ASAP. It's so good. Can you share with us about your documentary? Yeah, and Oops. what's next for you? Yes. We want to know what's next in your journey. Oh, okay. Well, um, I like a year and a half 
half-ish ago, I started working on a documentary with this filmmaker named Laura Van Zee. Um, and it's it's called I Am Maris. I did not pick the title because it embarrasses me horribly. I love it. Um, I love it too. But it, it, it. it kind of <laughs> it uses my story as like a catalyst to, to tell a greater story about eating disorders and body image in general and yoga in general. Um, and so she basically, this woman, incredible filmmaker woman, uh, followed me around and like captured the like my senior year of high school and and captured me teaching and me doing all these different things and kind of uses my blog um, as like a narration of how my story progressed with an eating disorder and then with yoga and healing um, and it's it's it was scheduled to be released around spring 2017 so right about now um, but at that point we thought it was going to be a short a short film so we thought it was going to be about like 30 minutes max um but as of right now we're like thick in the editing process and it's an hour long Um, so we just keep finding more things we want to talk about like we want to talk about the way eating disorders are treated we talk about the way they're perceived by people and we want to talk about yoga and we want to interview all these people (laughs) so it just it keeps it keeps building and becoming this thing that is so much greater than me and to know that I'm a part of something that is greater and, and is seeking to serve people is, is really, really incredible to me. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. We can't that's wait so to see exciting. it. We were watching the trailer and I was like, <laughs> have you seen this? And I was like, no, show it to me right now. <laughs> really goosebumps though. I mean, it is such an important message and such a powerful message that you are facilitating and that your journey and the work that you've done and the, the past struggles that you have gone through and the journey that you've been on till now is leading to go out and impact hundreds of thousands of people. And that is beyond inspiring Mm -hmm. and know that uh, you have your two first ticket holders sitting right here. And your biggest supporters Aww. over here, Maris, and we just, um, we can't wait to see it and we can't wait to continue supporting you and yeah. loving you on your journey yes. and know that you have two friends sitting in Houston, Texas, yeah. ready to support and do whatever it is that, um, that yeah, to be of do. service to yeah. you. Oh, thank you. Thank you ladies so much. I, I like want to fly down to Texas right now and, <laughs> and hug you guys and oh be like, take God. me to your yoga havens down here. Huh. So well, we but- have a, Gina Marie and I have a trip planned to New York in June. So our next trip together will have to be to California. Yeah. We're going to come to California. Yes. Mm-hmm. That would be an incredible. I need to go on a yoga tour because I have all these like yoga friends oh, that are all yeah. over the U.S. and I need to just go see all of them <laughs> and practice in all of their studios. That would actually be such a cool experience if you went all. Hey, okay. documentary number two. Yeah, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to join in on that? We yeah. can help Get us in, get us in. We would love that. Yeah, we definitely want to come to California. We definitely want to meet you and. um it would be so cool if we could do a love your belly movement together. Have you ever yes. been to California? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've never occasions. been to Texas. So oh, I, you got to come. Incredible. You will love it. You mm-hmm. will. Love it. We have such good food. We have nice people. <laughs> um, I will say the weather is a little temperamental. It's always hot, and Houston we get a lot of humidity, so there's rain. Um, but we've been yes, we've been to California separate 
at separate Occasions. times. Mm-hmm. I've been to California a lot, actually. Um, my family, that's our favorite place to vacation, so we go there a lot. I was just in San Diego for my honeymoon with my husband. Ooh, yeah, congratulations. I'm seeing all these beautiful <laughs> wedding pictures. Like, I stumbled into a fairy tale every time oh, I opened it was, Facebook. It was a dream come true. It was a fairy tale. <laughs> it was a fairy tale. I met Rob about two years ago, and it has, I mean, he has just exceeded all my expectations, and he is the one that I have been waiting and praying for, and he's He's, he's a phenomenal partner and so supportive. And basically, Maris, he does, sets up all of our podcasts. Everything. He's our IT guy. <laughs> he's our IT guy. He is the IT man. He's that's amazing. I know. So that's been that's been so nice mm-hmm. to have him help us with that. And um, we're really just hoping to build this as mm-hmm. much as we can. Yes. So having you with us has been just a joy. Yes. You have set the bar high, Maris, for all of our future Skype interviews with yes. people. <laughs> Yes. I'm going to tell them all they have big shoes to fill. Uh, well, oh, sorry. You go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, echoing everything you guys said, I'm here to support you guys, whatever you need. Thank you you. want to collaborate. You want me to just say, everybody go look at this post, you know, just always, always reach out. I promise I'll check my email more frequently. Like, uh, <laughs> don't worry. We know no, you're, you go enjoy spring yeah, break. Yeah, we know you're on spring break and we definitely want to connect with you again because we'd love to start a yoga challenge and we think yes. it's perfect to have. We need to brainstorm that yes we will brainstorm that for sure that'd be so fun and was there anything else you wanted to say okay is there anything for, for us maris i i don't know i i, I how much time do you guys have because i have questions that i want to ask you oh <laughs> my god yes. you absolutely can okay yay i'm gonna like flip this on you and start interviewing you guys oh, I, I just love it. i want to know more about you <laughs> So I know that you started the Love Your Belly movement based on the Lady Gaga Super Bowl thing, where people were saying like horrible things about this beautiful woman. Uh, was it was it something you already had in mind, or did it did it come after that? Like, were you kind of building up to it, and that was the final straw that broke the camel's back, or what? That is such a good question, Haley. Take it away, because Haley. <laughs> that's a good question. Someone else answer. <laughs> Let me pass that on. no it was um it was absolutely an in the moment creation Mm -hmm. and I I say that and then and can also backtrack a little bit that Gina Marie and I had connected in the past and on previous occasions she's she's my best friend Maris Mm -hmm. and so we had talked before and I I had known her journey about her eating in the past and her um journey to love herself and heal herself and specifically her physical body And then I also have struggled with my loving my body in the past and specifically through high school and college fluctuating weights, you know, 20 pounds up, 20 pounds down, and always in this constant battle to lose weight and get to a weight where other people told me I looked good, right? It was always when I was 20 pounds down, people were like, you look great. Like, what are you doing? And so I, and especially with my belly have had just have not always been kind to my belly. And it's the area of myself that I've hidden the most in my 29 years of life. And so those types of conversations had been present between Gina Marie and I Mm -hmm. in the past. But after what was happening with Lady Gaga, it all came truly from that post was created 
after a night out with one of my very good girlfriends and we went out to um, this Vietnamese restaurant that we love here in Houston and had lots of food and her and I split a bottle of wine and just had such a wonderful time. And I got home and, you know, I was getting ready for bed and just caught a glimpse of, of my belly and full and all its glory and its wrinkles and folds and um, really just content and had a moment where I was like, you know what? I've had enough. And it was right after everything had happened with Lady Gaga. And so I said, you know, I'm going to just put myself out there. And I took a picture of my belly and I posted it online, having no idea what would come of that. Mm -hmm. And that post then inspired Gina Marie to do the same. And uh, within 12 hours, we had two bare bellies online. And we're like, you know what? This is something. Like, let's get other people to join us Mm -hmm. and let's create something that's bigger than ourselves and our own bellies Mm -hmm. and start something that can make a difference for women everywhere. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was not too long after when we had a hundred bare bellies Mm -hmm. online and had women who, who joined in support simply because they too had had their own journey Mm -hmm. and their own struggles with their body. So to answer your question, no, it was not pre-planned. It was something that out of nowhere was created. Yeah. And then we've just been rolling with it. Mm -hmm. For the same reason that you were talking about your blog, Maris, it was like what Gina Marie said to me one time, she goes, this is bigger than us. We, she said, we have to do this. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not even a question anymore. It's the feedback we've received from women, what women have been saying and posting about themselves and their amazing, vulnerable, like brave, courageous things people are saying. It's just a no brainer that this is something that needs to be brought out into the open and needs to be discussed. And so we keep on going for that reason. And I think that I've been so inspired by these posts that, um, women have been using our hashtag love your belly movement. And then what I've been most inspired by is actually the women that I come in contact with that tell me, Oh, I could never do that. And then that like sparks a fire in me. And I'm like, okay, we have to do this because we have to, continue to do this work so that she can see that she can love her belly. Mm -hmm. And so that's, what's been really, really amazing is not only the women that have participated, the women who want to, but feel that they can't. And I feel like we are that we're helping them find their voice and we, we have to continue. That's so true. And you're giving them that like special kind of permission because I feel like there's like that acceptable level of self-love where you're like, I have pretty eyes. Right. Like, I always think about my teacher who talks about like her room of headless or her room of bodiless women or floating heads because she asked her yoga class to say something they loved about themselves. And everybody was like, I have nice hair. I have nice eyes. Yeah. And nobody said anything from the neck down. Like that's like not socially acceptable self-love like that. Like who says like, I love my belly or I love my legs. It's, mm-hmm. it's always like, I'm just going to pretend I'm a floating head and I'm going to be not too self-confident. I'm gonna be just enough yeah there's something really special with that kind of permission oh definitely for sure even can i ask one more question yes (laughs) okay good good i i want to know what role because you're talking about how yoga has made an impact in your lives but what role does yoga play in the love your belly movement because i know it's not just yogis participating but are you guys having like classes specific to the movement is that your broader vision to offer some kind of yoga workshop what how does that interconnect 
so we had our first Love Your Belly yoga community class with a community circle after it, and it was absolutely amazing. And I would say that half the room was practicing yogis, half the room was not. And that was really remarkable because then they were able to see their bodies through the lens of yoga that we have been talking about here now for 40 minutes about how amazing yoga is and what a fabulous tool it is for acceptance and love. And um, so we have that in in our vision forward as well. We want to continue to bring yoga with Love Your Belly movement. Um, and we want to share the message of not only uh, of self-love and acceptance, also though, taking care of ourselves. Like we, one of our workshops that we have coming up that we're really excited about it is a friend of ours who is a dietitian and she's going to have a workshop with us about how we speak about food and, um, how we can start to see food in a different way, as opposed to it being the enemy or the thing that causes us to gain weight or whatever it might be. Um, and so we're really excited about that. There's just a few things that we have in in line that we can't wait to, to roll out. Yeah, absolutely. And yoga will always be an integral part of love your belly, because I think it's such an integral part of us. Yeah. And yoga, I can confidently say in my journey, yoga has been the one thing that has transformed my relationship with my body. It has completely allowed me to see my body in a way that I never could before. And it's allowed me to really acknowledge and see my body for all that it's capable of from the inside out. Mm like how strong it is and powerful it is and how it speaks to me, how it literally communicates when I need to rest or when I can go further or when I can try something new. And so yoga in whatever form we can continue to share yoga through love your belly. I believe we will Mm -hmm. and continue like Gina said, to have the community classes and continue to have that be a part of it amongst so many other things. Mm-hmm. Um, this podcast being one of them. And this is something, a medium that we want to continue to empower women in all levels mm-hmm. through Love Your Belly and beyond. Yeah. I want women to find their confidence and find their power. And that's definitely something that yoga has has brought to my life. I mean, I grew up being a performer and a singer and an actress on the stage. And every time I would try out, I almost said audition. Every time I would try out for a team, I would never make it. And I grew up with this. Like a sports team? Yeah, sports team. I grew up with this um, belief that I wasn't athletic. And it wasn't until yoga that I realized how powerful and strong my body is. Now I can stand on my hands. Like Gina Marie's just, handstand is legit. Thank you. I work on it. Legit I work on it every day. She does. I really work on it. It's a practice of mine. And it is the reminder. It is the one thing that when I start to, to feel small and when I start to believe negative things about myself, as soon as I can get upside down, it brings me back to my strength, my core, and how I am bigger than, or I am how I'm more than my body. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's been really remarkable for me. Um, so yeah, yoga's, yoga's it for us. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it's all the yoga. All yeah, the yoga. You're so right. <laughs> Back to that full circle. Yeah. So we're so excited. And we Lately. just found out Maris that, um, 
one of our local news station wants to do a story on us. <gasps> That's so cool. I know. So we're That's so exciting. excited. We're gonna so do, we're going to do another community we're class. Another community <laughs> class. Oh my goodness. Can you like Skype me in there too? I'll just be in the back. Yes. I'll put you on the computer. <laughs> I'll put you on the computer and then, um, You'll be on our featured news story, so we're so excited. I know. We can't wait. Well, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for taking time out of your spring break. We appreciate it so much. Of course. I'm more than happy, more than excited to to be a part of you guys and and all that you're doing. It's it's really an honor to watch all this. We can't wait to meet you. We can't, Maris. You are a remarkable beautiful, intelligent, mm. kind woman, and we are um, grateful to know you yes. and to collaborate. I'm grateful to know the both of you. Thank you so much. Oh, Maris, thank you for being on our podcast. She inspires, and we are just thrilled. Yes. This has been wonderful. It's been a wonderful 45 minutes, however long we've been here, and um, <laughs> enjoy the rest of your spring break. Enjoy everything, and we will talk to you soon. Alrighty. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye. We are so, so happy. She was wonderful. She is a doll and I am so grateful that she came on and shared her story with us. Um, So grateful. Do we have her blog, Gina? We should tell them what her blog is so they can go find it. Absolutely. We will definitely let you know her blog so that you can connect with her because she has been so so kind like taking time out of her day she's on spring break the girl's on spring she break is. so that's remarkable um yogamaris.net is where you can find is her where blog. you can find her so yoga it also has the um intro to her her documentary what do you call those not an intro <laughs> trailer trailer mm-hmm. the trailer to her documentary is there um, so go find her, look at her blog. She's wonderful. She's an amazing, mm. amazing woman. And uh, check us out more. Yeah. Come check us out. We'll be posting, uh, another blog soon. So stay yes. tuned where we will be closing out our love your belly movement series and we'll be on to our next thing. So stay tuned for more from she inspires. We love you guys. We love you. Bye. Bye.